From the historic Cosmic Potato Studios, welcome to That Star Trek Podcast. This is your place for detailed analysis and speculation of all things Trek. Now, on with the show. Hey everybody, and welcome to a very special... Is it very special? Maybe it's just special. It's just kind of special. A a moderately special episode of That Star Trek Podcast. Um, As we are recording this right now, we are going to be uh, uh, conducting our review of uh, Picard Season 3, Episode 6, The Bounty, uh, in about 45 minutes or so. But for right now, we are going to have a news discussion. Is it news? Is it rumor? You decide. But uh, as presented with an article from, I believe it was trekmovie.com. Indeed. Uh, uh, thanks to Rick for providing that article. Oh, and by the way, Rick is here. Say hello. Hi. And we are also joined at this moment by my brother, Tom. Tom, how are you? I'm doing great. Outstanding. So we are here to discuss the article that Rick found. It, it, it deals mainly with, you know, it's going to deal mainly with Rick telling us what was in the article. Uh, uh, Rick, take it away. What, what did you discover this week? Hi, folks. I haven't said that in a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so the other day, yesterday, maybe yesterday, let me, let me look at the actual date on the article. Uh, March 24th. Yes, it was yesterday. <laughs> There's a little banner up at the top, and it's just cycling through previous stories, so it confused me, which is not hard to do. Anyway, Alex Kurtzman, who is the Gene Roddenberry slash Rick Berman of Modern Day Trek, um, announced... haters. Uh, announced that uh, well he was really vague about what he announced Uh, we've we've heard that uh, Discovery is suddenly in its last season which not even the cast of Discovery knew that was happening Um, and the future of of current Trek shows is kind of up in the air Uh, we know that there will be at least one more uh, season of Strange New Worlds because they've already shot it. Um, but live action Trek was kind of in limbo after that announcement. And we know that there's a, there's a lot of bean counting going on at Paramount. Um, but Kurtzman, in an interview uh, with... Um, who was he talking to? Uh, SFX Magazine, which... There's still magazines? Wow. Uh, So uh, basically, in a nutshell, he said that there is a possibility for, uh, what is he calling it? Uh, Limited series focusing on individual characters. Um, And so kind of like, uh, what what Star Wars is doing? He he invoked what Star Wars is doing with shows like The Mandalorian and and the Book of Boba Fett and stuff like that, where it's it's not a you know not a series that's going to last for 
season after season after season, although Mando is certainly going on, but like Book of Boba Fett was six episodes, ten, whatever. Um, I'm having trouble with numbers today, folks. And I don't know why I'm saying today, because I always have trouble with numbers. Anyway, um, and I just thought it would be interesting, you know, to discuss uh, what, what people are saying about it. And before we started today, tonight, hello, Katie. Um, of course, I've been sitting here for the last two hours doing nothing. Now that we're recording, my cat decides she needs more stuff. Um, this is, is the way. This is the way. <laughs> Um, I looked up an, a previous article that came out two days ago um, where it, it's it's one of those Picard stars say that they're down for more shows, which, of course, they are. Um, but it really is starting to sound like there is a concerted effort by, on the part of Kurtzman and Metallus, who is the showrunner for Picard, and the various stars to try to get a public uh, show of support. Thank you. Cause I was like outcry is the word that was coming to mind and that's not the right word. Um, they're trying to get Paramount to see that there is uh, a, a desire for more Star Trek. And specifically they're kind of aiming at a LaForge family spinoff um, with Jordy and Jordy and his two daughters, uh, and they want to include Seven of Nine in that. And of course, Jerry Ryan is all for it. Uh, there's a petition which I just signed. Uh, normally, I'm not too big into petitions because I think they don't really do a whole lot, especially when they're aimed at political things. Because politicians think in millions, and if you know if you got ten thousand people saying they want this, they're not going to care. Um, and when I say millions, I'm talking dollars, not petitions. But Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a a a television company is going to pay attention to you know twenty thousand people saying we want this show, especially nowadays. Uh, it used to be that if you didn't have a million people, you know, or a couple three million watching your show, it was a flop. Nowadays, with internet numbers, a few hundred thousand is actually pretty good. Um, Terry Metalis even went so far as to say, "quote," or he tweeted. Uh, quote, in case you're wondering, hashtag Star Trek Legacy is what I'd call a spin-off show from Star Trek Picard. A 25th century show that explores the last generation and the next... Why did it stop? <laughs> oh, the last generation and the next, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Yeah. Um, so all of the showrunners and a lot of the stars are really pushing this idea. And when Kurtzman announced, and, and I had I, I had suggested we do this show before I had seen that previous article. Um, so when Kurtzman announced, maybe, might, sorta, could, perhaps, uh, I thought that sounded a lot more uh, solid. Now that I'm now that I've seen the previous article, I'm kind of thinking this is a throwing bait and throwing chum into the water and trying to get the the. The per- I don't know, I'm mixing metaphors all over the place. Get the piranhas to <laughs> bite at the bottom of the ship. I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but um, so that's where that's where this is at. Um, what do y'all think? Uh, I I think that test balloons like this are becoming uh, more common. I th- <clears throat> th- things like this 
they're less overt than um, some someone totally not Ryan Reynolds releasing bootleg footage of uh, <laughs> of a test scene from a Deadpool film to get people excited enough to demand that the project actually happen. Yeah, it's not quite so brazen, but it's it's becoming more of the norm that they're going to they're going to leak, you know, some rumors or thoughts that they've had and then gauge the reaction to see if it's something they should follow up on. And shock of shocks, they suggest the idea of a new Star Trek series with people that with characters that fans uh, have already proven an affection for. And what do you know? There's excitement. Wow. Now the petition is up to twelve thousand people, so it's it's mm-hmm. actually doing quite well. Um, you know, especially after only a couple of days. Um, the let me f- oh, that's the wrong button. Let me find the uh, the petition. Was, it's on change.org, um, and it was created by a I guess it's a podcast, the Popcast Brothers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You, you know of them? <laughs> I know of them. <clears throat> um, I haven't listened to a lot of their uh, content uh, based on like some of the uh, like headlines and video titles I've seen. I don't necessarily agree with all of their takes. They're also uh, behind a, uh, I, I guess like like an online storefront for like uh, custom T-shirts. Think T Public, but but probably a little bit smaller scale. But custom genre-based novelty uh, fun t-shirts. And after seeing, I think, just one... uh, I'm pretty sure it was several years ago when I made a a parody album cover uh, based off of... um, Oh come on! I think I think it was, I think it was Guns N' Roses' uh, "Use Your Illusion." Neek. And I, I be hello Neek. Hello. Um, and I, I made a parody cover uh, that was Star Trek themed. Is and I, I worked in Telosian, so instead of "Use Your Illusion," it was something Telosian by probably. Uh, probably bat lesson roses or something they saw a design that i made and they said they liked it and they thought it would line up well with the shirts they were making and they wanted to like extend me a contract to make t-shirts that would be offered on the site and 50 percent of the sales for every t-shirt goes directly to the artist and then i stopped hearing from them before anything actually happened so i got annoyed and it left me with a sour taste okay um fair enough um, yeah, I don't know who they are. That, that's more than I knew about them uh, five minutes ago. Um, but on the plus side, it was more than anyone needed to know for the purposes of the discussion we're having. <laughs> Sorry and thank you. Yeah. Um, so, but this the <laughs> the petition. Um, just scanning down this article some more. Uh, apparently, uh, I don't. It doesn't say that they started the petition, but it was it was a petition a similar petition a couple of years back that got the attention of the powers that be that certainly contributed to, uh, to 
strange new worlds happening. So I, you know, like I said, normally I'm not big into petitions, but I think this is something that would that would benefit from having lots of signatures if mm-hmm. you feel that that this is something. Uh, Neek, have you read the article that we're talking so about? So which one are you talking about? Because I've not read the one that you just sent very recently. I read the other one. Um, the the kind of a nutshell of the previous one, I only just found it like 15 minutes ago. Right. Um, is that a lot of all of both Terry Metalis and um, Kurtzman. Uh, Alex Kurtzman are putting out, we'd really like to do more stuff. Don't you think that would be great, folks? And a lot of the stars are also saying, yeah, we want to do more. Um, so it kind of put a different spin on the new article to me because rather than it, it sounds to me more like instead of Kurtzman having solid stuff that he's just kind of being vague about it sounds more like they're trying to drum up interest and get the get the powers that be to say to green light some stuff right but I'm not sure I, you know I'm this, this is all just speculation yeah In, including uh, mentions dropped of uh, because we, we've been talking a lot so far in this discussion about the uh, the potential for a Star Trek legacy series or miniseries, whatever it is they decide to do with it, but we haven't uh, talked on like you know, other limited series or or uh, streaming movies that has also been mentioned in that article with w- without any uh, you know plots or characters attached to them. But they're talking about more than just hey, let's try to get a new series green. That they're talking about hey, let's put out some small miniseries like. Like like Marvel does, mm, right? Or let, let's put out some streaming movies, like literally everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing they did mention in the in the article, uh, Kurtzman did make it very clear that the Section Thirty One show is still on the table. I'm curious about that because I'm sure that Michelle Yeoh's price tag just went up a lot a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. <laughs> The, the other thing I will say, though, is, like, reading these articles is always so pointless because I'll just say anyone who's ever, I don't know, been in the, in the news, like, had a story about them told, or anyone who's ever worked at an organization where there was a story, you know, in legitimate papers about that organization... These people know that anything published is absolute bullshit. Like, there's not necessarily any basis for reality. I mean, there might be, but just because an article quotes so-and-so as saying such-and-such does not mean they actually said that. Does not mean this person even interviewed that person. So, I'll just say, like, ever since I experienced that personally, of being like, they never talked to me. Like, I was like... Okay, it, it's all bullshit. So, you know, which doesn't really change anything, though. Because even if 100% we're going to do this thing, it doesn't mean it actually happens. You know, even if they've signed papers and filmed a show, it doesn't mean we're ever actually going to get to see it. So it's like, until the thing is on my TV and I'm actively <laughs> watching it, uh, everything has to be taken with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times. TV. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. Uh, just a Schrodinger's TV. You know, <laughs> yeah. system doesn't exist until you watch it. Yeah. 
Well, I, I wouldn't have brought this up because, you know, how many times do we see an article like Shatner says he wants to be in Discovery? And then you read the article and, you know, 75 minutes into a 90 minute interview, the interviewer goes, hey, if there was a role for you on Discovery, would you take it? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then that becomes the headline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but this this scene, this article coming from Trek Movie, who is a they're they're a, a pretty good source for information. They they tend to stay away from rumors. You know, they're not like giant freaking robot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Or what's that one, Midnight Edge or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I gave it a little more credence, and that, that's why I thought it would be worth talking about, just in case people were cur- you know if other people saw it and were like hey this is going to happen and like you said I, I, I'm the same way if uh, uh, un- until I'm watching the premiere <laughs> I don't believe anything Indeed. anymore well, but because, I, 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 sorry go ahead Tom oh just well, that section 31 show was first announced in ni- uh, 2019 and you know they, they were saying it's a definite thing but still it hasn't happened and even in this article they're saying it's a definite thing you know well, actually, no, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. The quote is, I can tell you that we're still very excited about Section 31. That's, I mean, you don't get much more vague than that. So. That's it. And, gonna... and like Rick said, I mean, I feel like Michelle Yeoh would be willing because she likes, it seemed like she was enjoying herself mm-hmm. in Discovery. But yeah, her price tag must be way too high now. Like, Unless so, unless she signed papers already and has yeah. a salary locked in, which I would find that really hard to believe. Indeed. But Section 31 also has been built up in enough of the media that they could, you know, they could do it without her, even though Absolutely. she yeah, was the true. driving force with it. With the What's Shazad Latif up to these days? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he could come back. I mean, but yeah, I mean, anyone could be in it. Um Actually, I'd be interested in seeing Bashir in it, but <laughs> that would that would be that would be cool. That would be interesting. Uh, hell, bring back Connor Trenier because, according to the books, Trip I mean, did not yeah. <laughs> Trip did not die. Well, <laughs> he actually joined Section Thirty One. It doesn't matter how often someone dies in Star Trek, yeah, or, or true, really true any enough. show. <laughs> and also, now, the Section Thirty One show ends up being about uh, Thomas Boimler. I'm the, I'm in. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll name drop it in there somewhere just 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 for fun. I want Boimler name dropped in Picard just once. I mean, <laughs> I threw that out when we were uh, joking about spoilers uh, for one of the episodes. You know that that Boimler was was in an episode of Picard, but mm-hmm. that just even if his name was just on a display somewhere, <laughs> just just one line from Riker talking about his time in command of the of the pre-refit Titan. Yeah. And just mentioned I had a, I had a helmsman named Boimler. Oh, that kid could talk. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so we've established, I think, in this conversation that there's there's nothing solid as far as new Trek series coming up. But we do have a few minutes before we need to wrap this up and move on to the uh, the review of the latest episode of Picard, if they are trying to come up with ideas, they already have this notion for Star Trek Legacy, excuse me, which I, 
in the 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 latest article that that you shared with us, Rick, and I I still I have lost track of which article was was released first, but the, the second the, one you showed us had I think it was Frakes describing what a spinoff series could look like, which would have <clears throat> for Legacy, which would have Seven as the captain, Raffi as first officer. I don't know about that. Um, <clears throat> with Jack Crusher on there with uh, Sydney and uh, yeah uh, and I think Riker said he you know, I could be the admiral that they check in with every once in a while like Charlie oh, no, from no. Charlie's Angels yes. yeah yeah <laughs> uh-huh <clears throat> so that's that, that was that was the that was the previous article but it was okay. it was the second one I shared with y'all okay um, so that's an idea for a series that they could uh, produce, be it limited or or ongoing or like a maxi series, whatever. But if they're talking about trying to do movies, trying to do smaller limited series, what do we think that those might end up being about? Do we think that they would try to spin off more or other elements from Picard or from other series, or do you think they try to make up new stuff, and what do we think that would be about? This is me turning this into a a uh, prediction and theorizing discussion, because we ran out of actual facts to stand on. <laughs> <laughs> well, for rampant speculation, um, I wonder if they would go the uh, Marvel route, or and bring in, like, you know, Marvel had their What If series. You know, Star Trek had uh, what was it, a book or a comic series, the Myriad Universes. Yeah, there was um, a few um, short story and novella anthologies. Actually, not, not 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 really short stories. They were novellas, but you'd get three or four novellas in one uh, collected paperback. I have them all in in the library. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely. I mean, that that's seems to be a popular way to go you can do this especially with all the you know the other franchises uh, have that did did star wars do one yes okay um that was well, star wars infinities in in the comic book line okay, oh, oh yeah. Com- uh, yeah on tv well they had that 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 animation one the, that was really cool the the and basically the star wars anime was like six or eight episodes of mm-hmm. that were basically feudal japan set in star wars in the star wars universe and, and i think it was star wars visions i think that one was called i i <clears throat> didn't get around to watching it it was it was really cool i enjoyed it I, I, I should know, probably a lot make of times time. i don't generally i don't care for stuff like that but maybe i'm mellowing in my old age because i i enjoyed that and i enjoyed uh, uh the the what if series more than i ever thought i would mm. you know what i was it, it, I, back before discovery came out we were just we had just it had just been announced there would be a new Star Trek and we were speculating on what it might be. And I was hoping that they would do a Star Trek anthology series, not just focus on any one ship or any one crew. Um, and obviously they didn't go that way, but they I think they now have you know, it certainly the infrastructure is there. They have enough standing sets that they could redress mm-hmm. and do something like that. And I would love to see, you know, a, a two or three episode arc on different ships or different planets or different people, people we've never heard of before. That would be fantastic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be into that. I like that idea a lot. I, th- I think that was the original idea for Discovery. When It was one of the ideas that was being bantered around. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the struggle with that is, um, well, let me back up. I was thinking with the Star Trek Legacies and this idea of having these established characters from Picard or from um, Strange New Worlds is that you have these established characters. You've got the uh, characters, the ships, the concepts that the audience is already familiar with. So it's a much lower barrier to entry for a new um, a new viewer. So this anthology series, if it's on you know some random ship that we've never heard of, I I wonder how that. I mean, yeah, we would all watch, but mainstream audiences would that be a problem? I think the Mandalorian has proven that that would work if if the stories are good. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You just need the story to be good because I I, I almost have the opposite view of you as you, Tom, because it's like it's only those of us who are already a fan of the thing who care about these characters we've seen before. Like a mainstream audience don't care about these established characters because they haven't seen these established characters, if that's what you mean by mainstream audience. So, so like the barrier to entry is actually lower with a, a show that's not about established characters. We're probably going to uh, discuss part of that uh, when we talk about this latest episode of, of Picard, because now they're really starting to lean into the references to Deep Space Nine, which is not even a series that these characters were really involved in, except for Worf. So if you get people who watch Next Generation but didn't watch Deep Space Nine, they're, they're missing some puzzle pieces as this season goes on. Well, at, at the risk of beating the, you know, the same drum, if we look at what Star Wars has done... The Mandalorian, I was really leery about that show because I've never been a, you know, I was never a fan of Boba Fett. And so the whole Mandalorian thing was like, eh, whatever. But the Mandalorian had, it was familiar settings, but no established characters that we knew. And it's one of the best sci-fi TV series out there. Um, Are you talking about Mandalorian or Andor? Because everything you just said, I say I would say applies to Andor (laughs) more than Mandalorian. I I haven't watched Andor yet. At at least as much uh, to to Andor as does Mandalorian. I I, I agree with Neek. But the book of Boba Fett was awful (laughs) until they brought Mando in. Um, And uh, uh, Obi-Wan was... (laughs) <laughs> so I think there's precedent for a familiar for familiar settings with new characters if it's done well. Absolutely. I think that it's you know what anything can work. Any concept can work if you just have good writing. Yeah. You just need a good story and it doesn't matter who the characters are as long as they're fleshed out. And I'll be I'm glad you know I've been saying well I haven't said it for whatever. Doesn't matter. Um I lo- you know, I love being pandered to. <laughs> I love getting teary-eyed when they bring a character I haven't seen in 20 years back. But I also get really sick of them having to make everything, you know, so-and-so's daughter and such-and-such's cousin. And, mm-hmm. you know, Darth Vader built C-3PO and Han Solo was Chewbacca's cousin thrice removed. And, you know, just write the stories. Don't worry about... You know, and the And the whole thing is it's like why we're besieged with uh, 
sequels from 20-year-old properties is because nobody wants to take a chance anymore. It's the, the, the people with the money are, are all they're looking at is ROI as opposed to doing good entertainment. Well, that's, that's because that's, that's what that's what makes discussion. money. That's what makes money. Who the hell are you? If they don't if they don't connect it, <laughs> hey, my name's Sean. Sean. Um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what y'all are talking about, but I know if they if they don't connect things, no, I mean it it hurts it hurts at the box office. They try to make something brand new and nobody watches it, you know. But when you connect things and you can do that fan service, then it gets more eyes on your. Oh, I, I, I know. I, I don't. I don't doubt that. I just think that, you know, we have seen that new stuff can work, and there, there's a, there's a general reticence in the business to the new. Yeah, I mean, did you see how that everything, everywhere, all at once tanked at the box office? Yeah, because it was not a recognized <laughs> property. <laughs> have I mentioned how much I love that movie? <laughs> <laughs> that movie is fantastic. <clears throat> um, Sean, do you have anything you want to say about the about the article, or are you just popping in, and ready for the other show? I was popping in because I saw you guys had started. I don't know what article you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what What would you think of if not a new series? Uh, Alex Kurtzman and and others have been hinting that maybe like limited series based on some of the side characters or some of the new characters, as opposed to new. Oh, series! I have been uh, I have been saying that that's something that I think that they should do since Discovery started, because I mean I know we we knew that they were going to be creating new series and stuff, but I thought if you're if you're creating like this new universe or whatever this new Star Trek universe, it would be cool to just come in and do like a series that's not necessarily oh we have to we have to do twenty episodes a year we have to do fifteen episodes a year let's just do one. 90 minute film like every other year but it's based on these characters you know and it's or, or something like that you can put more money into it you can get more effects and things if you do it that way but i think it would be cool i mean it would be a way to to get some of the actors that might not want to sign on for a full series they might sign on for a three episode series or a six episode mini series or something like that um i, don't know, I, I think it would be cool I, you know what I, I mean, just... it's, it's worked for it's worked for Marvel and Star Wars so far. And, and yeah. something else just occurred to me as you, as you were mentioning it. Um, uh, Stargate had a couple of really good made-for-TV movies after they shut the show down. Mm-hmm. Well, they were they've been hinting at doing like a con miniseries for the last five years, and they haven't done it. But. I'm not saying I want a con miniseries, but that idea, you know, that idea. Let's go back and visit some of these characters, uh, some of these uh, ships that we might not be able to get everybody to come back for to do a full five seasons of a TV series, but we might be able to get them to come back for a movie, you know, or something like that. I With, with all of the... Uh history and events and the the number of years that have been covered in you know in universe uh there's a lot of stuff that could be uh you know delved into a little bit more that wouldn't necessarily have to be like hey, we're going to tell the story of this particular character before they showed up in this series but just events that we know happened 
but didn't get a whole lot of focus. An, an eight episode, you know, one season and it's over story of uh, the the original formation of the Maquis. Boom, there's a series. How about yeah. a mini a mini series? I, I I think Tom, I think you and I were messaging like a week or two ago, like um like a, a mashup between Mash and the Dominion War, like. Doing a, a like a, a mini series in a field hospital during the Dominion War. Yeah, I mean, part of that's just been kind of a joke. I, I would love to talk uh, shows set in the you know like our shows set in the Star Trek universe, and Mash is one of them that I always use as an example. <laughs> yeah, the further adventures okay. of Peanut Hamper. There you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely, would watch. <laughs> they've been they've been teasing the idea of a Starfleet Academy series for for a yeah, long time. Yeah, Kurtzman even mentioned that Decades. again, and that that. Oh dates yeah, they've back been talking about that since the eighties. <laughs> longer earlier than that. Um, um, oh God, who who was the executive producer on Wrath of Khan? Um, Cat Bennett? Cats. No, um, the guy who the guy who kicked Roddenberry upstairs and then took over. Anyway, he's he he wanted to do Starfleet Academy after the motion picture. They've been talking about that for literally the almost the entire lifetime of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to do like legacy characters as kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as, I would want I would want like all new characters if they did something like that. I would watch either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they and that 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 one episode of the Next Generation that had Wesley and uh, and Tom Paris, whatever his name was in that episode, that Lacarno, was supposed to be. I mean, wasn't that basically like a backdoor pilot? Not at of, the time, no. No, it no, wasn't. Were... But it, heck, pick any episode ever and make it a backdoor pilot. You yeah. can <laughs> you can make a whole new series or mini series off of anything. There's it, there's tons of potential. Yeah. I still say the Gary Seven backdoor pilot, but that would have been a good series to watch. And it still could be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I work. mean, they kind of, they kind of did it last season on Picard. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, it, I expanded it a little that, bit yeah. more. So so now they can have a, I I don't know if they want to like recast and and use well, the Gary Lansing's character. a little dead so exactly so I don't know if they want to recast Gary Seven and use that character but they can still use the framework and now they can bring mm-hmm. in Wesley as uh, Will Wheaton wouldn't do it yeah Will as, Wheaton wouldn't uh, he might show up once in a while I don't yeah. know if he's going to show up to do a a, a, a regular uh, you know lead character in a show but to have him show up say two maybe three times for a one season show as, yeah, he'd probably a, as a traveler. He could be the Charlie to the Angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd be the boss that shows up every once in a while. And um, um, uh, Asa Briones would be the, the actual like traveler that's there every episode. Mm, yeah. He's the watcher. And, you know, and, and I think as, as Neek may have been uh, hinting at, uh, we'll watch it, you know. Any anything that has Star Trek on it, we'll watch it. Yeah, for Unfortunately, we did we did watch of Gods and Men, and uh, what was that? What was that other one that um, you made oh, it through boy. that? 
Walter Koenig did. What, what, what was the one that Walter Koenig did? Renegades? Um, Renegades. Renegades. Oh, I, could, I could not finish the first episode of that thing. <laughs> the first was, episode, which is the only one that was a Star Trek thing. The rest of them were just yeah. Renegades, completely rebranded because, because thanks thanks to... Uh, Alec Peters. Yeah. Th- thanks to the whole Axonar project, they yeah. couldn't continue making the Star Trek thing. Uh, that's a whole other dis- that's well, a whole that, other show <laughs> that well it was a whole other show rick you and i did that show <laughs> yeah <laughs> you expect me to remember what i said on mike oh way <laughs> way back when and we had um uh we had bill smith from the trek geeks on the show oh wow yeah that's uh, that stuff all happened that you're you're going back to like 2016 i think yep. yeah when that mm-hmm. happened yeah anyway we seem to have strayed a bit from our original brief, so let's what put a this surprise. ship in the dock. That's, that's what I do. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Scott, take us out. Uh, all right. So I think we've reached the general consensus that uh, we want more Trek, and we think that it, that it should happen, and it would be good. And they have lots of options for how to do awesome Trek. They just have to actually do it. So we'll cross our fingers and we'll hope. But that's going to wrap it up for this uh, moderately special episode of that Star Trek podcast. I don't know when this episode is going to be released in relation to uh, the discussion of episode six. Uh, Maybe before, maybe after. We'll find out. Um, If you did listen to the review of episode six already, thank you for listening. Tune in next time. If you haven't, go find it right now and listen to it. I want to thank everyone for joining us on this uh, uh, fun little diversion of a discussion. Rick, thank you for bringing this article to our attention. My pleasure. Tom, thank you for joining us. There's actual news to talk about. Yeah. Even if this wasn't actual news, but it was (laughs) sort of. (laughs) A little bit. Tom, thank you for showing up. Thank you. Neek, appreciated your uh, insight, which is always, as usual, uh, more (laughs) profound than ours. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) And Sean, thanks for coming in really late. Yes. You're welcome. That's what I do. Thanks for accidentally joining the show. (laughs) All right, folks, that's it for now. Uh, Join us on the the regular feed as we discuss Star Trek Picard Season 3. Until then, goodbye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Star Trek Podcast. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter. Or you can send us an email at thatstartrekpodcast at gmail.com. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. Be sure to join us again next time on That Star Trek Podcast, 